This is the Who's to Say podcast with your struggle bus captain, Grant Sheffield. All right, guys, welcome into the podcast. Here with your struggle bus captain, Grant Sheffield. And uh, today we have comedian extraordinaire, JM, as he's eating his goldfish like a grown man. Yeah. How many calories is a... And they're full-size ones, not the baby ones. <clears throat> yeah, sure. <laughs> <You're joking. laughs> yeah. 89 constitutes a serving. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's mental. It's mental. JM uses my fitness pal, if I remember correctly. That is that is accurate. Because it's free. Of course it is. <laughs> and it does a really good job, but mainly because it's free. Yeah, exactly. Um, so JM, how long have you been doing stand up, and where did you start doing stand up? Ah, first time at an open mic was in December of 2010. Okay, and then I didn't go back for months. I take a lot of breaks in between. I, I would say I'm gonna say about seven years. Okay, yeah. And how long have you been like Jack Spratt Cafe? Okay, was, was the that's Chapel mic. Hill, right? I heard about that place. Yeah, that place was great, man. It's where I met a lot of the people that I met uh, that 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 wore around, still around. Okay, so, yeah. how many of those people are left? Well, let's see, Mello. Okay, Adam Allred. Okay, uh, Adams in Winston Salem. Is that where he is? I think so. Okay, uh, let's see who else did I meet there? Uh, I think Megert was there. Gotcha. Caitlin Bailey, she's not here in Raleigh anymore, but that's that's where uh, I met her. John Bonnie, Mick McKenna. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember anybody else. DT, of course, and Steve Brady. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's also the place where I, I straddled myself with this awful name. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's when you came up with the uh, JM yeah. comedy. Sheer, la- sheer, sheer laziness, man. And I, then- got, I got tired of saying it's just Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever go by anything else before that? Did you go by like your actual real name or? I mean, think about that was, and this sounds totally stupid. Uh, I didn't know how it worked, and I knew there was a famous Mike Baldwin that did comedy. Yeah, really. Yeah, and so I was like, "Well, I don't. Can I say my name? I don't know how this." So I, not like I thought I was going to be famous or anything, right? Really. right. Uh, but but um, <clears throat> I, I would just write Mike every week, and, and every week that I went, and they'd say. Um, DT would always say, what's your last name? And I'd be like, no, it's just Mike. And I just got tired of saying that every week because I, I didn't want to be called by my full name anyways. Yeah. You know, it was just because just I just didn't. And it was no no other reason. And so I just started writing a J and an M down every every week. And um, it wasn't, I wasn't actually ever called by that until uh, I did a show in Greensboro. Really? And I remember, um, yeah, because the first time somebody called me by that name, I didn't even know they were talking to me. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sure that was uh, <laughs> I'm sure that was kind of embarrassing for you to not even know. No, nah, it, it happens now too. It's really a low self esteem thing. It's uh, sure. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody says, "Hey, Mike, Mike," I just keep moving. I don't yeah, even yeah. look. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Even if I'm the only person there, period. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course, like, I understand that. Yeah. Um, Mike Baldwin. No. So you've been doing stand up for about seven years. Yeah. Um, you started featuring. Yeah. How's that? What's it, the, What's the jump from hosting to featuring? What's that feel like? Uh, you know what? It's for me, it hasn't. It doesn't feel like anything's really changed. Maybe it's because I, I don't do it as consistently. If I'm, I'm being honest, 
um, I thought that it would come easier, like as far as like gigs and whatnot, but it, it really hasn't been. Like you have to put in probably more work as hmm. far as like emailing and, and availability and um, follow ups. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, like I mean, like I there's a booker. I, I email her like every other week now. Um, just okay. To, just to, yeah, just to get get more gigs, uh, you know, and email availability. And but you know, I've been blessed because there's there's people that I've worked with in the past that have been super helpful um, to me. Yeah. And and they've given me a lot of really really good advice, and and I'm really grateful to those people. And if if it's okay to shout a couple of them out, go for it. Kill um, Ben Jones. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been really great. James Hodge. Yep. Was always really helpful. Herb McCandless has helped me out a lot. Okay. Um, you know, and, and I just, I'm grateful. So, you know, um, to, to have people like that, I mean, I've gotten advice from people like Chris Killian and, um, you know, even other guys that, you know, um, God, I mean, Tim Kidd, I worked with uh, a few months ago and he gave me some really good advice too. And, uh, everybody has really just great advice, different ways. There's always different ways of everybody mm-hmm. does things. Right. And, um, I'm just really appreciative to, to everybody. Um, you know, just not, not only for advice on that, but just advice period on things that I do and maybe I shouldn't do or, you know, what they think different takes on different things that I do. And, um, it's always helpful to approach from a different angle because, you know, you might think you're doing it right and you're not. And there's anything that I've learned in in the last few years is that, you know, there was a lot of things that I was doing wrong. Like like what? I mean, I mean, there's, you know, my attitude for one. (laughs) Okay. You know, I mean, I'll be honest about it. You know, my, my attitude wasn't the best, you know, probably about third year in. Okay. You know, and I think a lot of people go through that where you just, you think you're better than you are. And at that time I was blessed because I had successful shows going. Uh, I had a very successful open mic. Yeah. I had a, a very successful, um, you know, I'd had a few uh, monthly um, events and, you know, I even had uh, Unusual Suspects, you know, the first run and then the second run, which, you know, we didn't do, I don't know what people would consider a lot of shows, but in my mind, you know, we could have done more. And they were successful, everything that we did do. Yeah. Um, and I guess at that time, I just was like, hey, I got this, you know. And, yeah, and yeah. while I had learned, I hadn't learned as much as I thought that I had learned. And I, I think that um, it came across in a lot of the things that I said. And, you know, obviously, you, you wish that you could go back and take those things back um, and not come off as such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that was never my intention, but it's just the way that I, I, you know, when I think about it sometimes, even now I'm sitting here talking about it and I shudder just because... You know, whether it was intentional or it wasn't, and, and most of the time it wasn't, it was just because you think you know, and it just comes across in, in how, in, in your speech, and, you know, you never stop learning, and there's there's so much, and I, that's why I'm, I'm really grateful to, to a lot of these people, because, um, you know, there, there's a guy, Michael Harrison, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, that dude's awesome. he's, he's awesome, and I will never forget, um, God, I, I, I just... Because you think you're so good. You go through what I like to think of as like a cocky phase. Yep. And You've mentioned this to me many times, not <laughs> to get into that cocky phase. Not to get into that cocky phase. And and um, and I remember, you know, he let me do a, um, a college show with him. And so I, I went with him and I opened for him at this, this college. And uh, he, he had been working on a new bit and he was like, you know what, you should do it. Um, and I said, well, I haven't. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. And he said, well, you should do it anyways. And I'm like, but, you know, rule, one of the rules is that I'd always been taught was that, you know, you don't open mic a paid gig. Right, right. Um, and he was telling me, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, if you want to be a comedy pussy for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, what? <laughs> you yeah. Know? I was like, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a comedy pussy, man. I, 
I'll, I'll do it. You want me to do it? I'll do it. You know, <laughs> I'll tell the joke. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that was a horrible idea because I ate a dick. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. On that, on that bit. I mean, the set itself wasn't wasn't the greatest, um, you know, that I've ever had. It wasn't wasn't awful, but that that was largely because I got up there, tried to, you know, say something that I hadn't memorized. Right. Um, you know, we'd been kind of going back and forth. Um, in an exchange earlier over how to write it, mm. you know, and, and the thing about it was, and the best part for me was, is that he didn't say one word to me while we were there. We even went out to dinner after that. Yeah. And we didn't say anything. It wasn't until we said goodbye to the people at the college yeah. after dinner and we were getting in the car. I turn on the car, he shuts the door. And the first thing he says, wow, you really shit the bed on that one. <laughs> 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 And I just remember being like, oh, God. And for the next, like, hour and ten minutes, it was, you know, critiquing. And the thing about, the thing about Mike is, is that um, it's one of those things where in the moment you're like, dude, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. Get, you get hyped yeah, yeah. up about it. And it's, and it's weird because <laughs> I don't normally get that way when people critique me. I love the, I love the feedback. But at that point in time, yeah. you know, I was in that, that place. Mm-hmm. And... And I, I think I just wasn't as as open to it. But it's always like that when he would give me feedback. But the minute he was gone, it always like registered right mm. away how right he was in what he was saying to me. And, and that's one of the, the people I learned an absolute a lot from. And yeah, you know, sadly I don't stay in touch like I should uh, with him. You know, but he's off doing big things in New York. And yeah, I think know, he just did Caroline's uh, yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really great guy. If you ever get a chance to go see him live, you know, you should definitely do that. He's a uh, yeah, he's he's a good guy. How long ago was that show? Do you remember what year that was? Woo! Um, was third year, so 2014. Really? Yeah, I want to say that was 2014 when that happened. Nice. Yeah, 2014 through through 2015, somewhere in that mm-hmm. that area. Um, was that here locally or? It was in uh, Mount Olive. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah Mount Olive. Uh, I think they, they switched up. It was Mount Olive College, but they had just changed uh, changed to Mount Olive University. Yeah. And I did yeah. not know that. And they had they tried, the signage hadn't changed. Like, how the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget saying that, saying Mount Olive College, and somebody shouted, University! <laughs> like, anybody even knows where Mount Olive is. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I wanted to say back. You know? Yeah. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> I love how empowered like hecklers have become in the last few years. Like I've seen a lot more people getting heckled than I typically see, um, which is weird. It's very weird. How do you uh, handle hecklers in your shows? Because I know uh, since you're doing featuring spots, you're doing longer sets. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you probably get into, I don't know how quickly you get into your rhythm in your feature set. Probably the first five or 10 minutes you probably get into your rhythm. Uh, when do you think uh, the hecklers kind of come in and start like talking in your set? If you're doing a 20, 25 minute set, when you think your hecklers start and how you deal with it? I'm blessed. I, I can't, I don't, I don't typically get a lot of, get a lot of that. Um, but I, I've had some, I was at a wedding. I was doing a set at a wedding and which don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember Melo tried to tell me that's not the best idea. And man, he was so right. But I was doing a set at a wedding and, um, this guy kept shouting out, um, oh, what was it he kept shouting out? It was so annoying. He kept saying something like, hell 
motherfucking yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I know what it was. It was motherfucker, please. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what he kept shouting out. And I couldn't get a word out yeah. at all in this during this set. And I was just like, this is frustrating. And instead of going with the normal approach where you want to just like destroy somebody, because I... I love watching like Steve Hostetter's videos where he destroys yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I love his videos. Um, like the one where he gets that guy that shouted out the thing about it. he was talking about being in Canada and this guy shouts it. He said the temperature, but he said it in Fahrenheit. And this guy shouts out Celsius, and <laughs> <laughs> he just murders this guy. And towards the end of it, he looks at him again after he like takes a pause. He goes. You're trying to figure out what it is in Celsius now, aren't you? Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. And I just, I love that. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, this guy kept saying that. And so what I what I ended up doing was instead of going that route, because he was drunk, you know. And, right. Um, and the thing that I, I've learned is, one of the things that I've learned is that, and what I believe in is that, a lot of times they're they're not doing it to be rude. They're not doing it to hurt you per se. Right. They think they're making it better. Right. 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 They think that they're contributing in some way to the show. Um, you know, in in, in the words of uh, Chris D'Elia, um, was it white male black comic? Yeah. Um, he's got this thing where he's like, you know, this is what you think. He's like, you you're gonna go home and you're gonna say, oh God, you know, I, I said something and I made the show funny and da da da. And he says, yo. No, you didn't. Yeah, like, you fucked it up. I fixed it because I'm hilarious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> and you know, and um, and this guy. So I made him a part of the show. Is what I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna need that energy. I was like, but I don't need it throughout the entire time when I'm talking. I was like, I was like, here's what I need from you. Okay, I'm gonna throw it back to you. And every time I say, and the people said, you're gonna say. Motherfucker, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. He's like, yeah. I was like, he's like, yeah. He's getting all hyped. I was like, all right, let's try it out one time. And did it one time, and yep. he got excited. And I, I found a way to work it into my set where, occasionally, I would say, you know, I'd, I'd come to a pause and I'd be like, and the people said, and uh. he would shout out, motherfucker, please. <laughs> you know, and, and he was really getting into. Yeah, that and, and it was it was literally one of the the funnest things I've actually ever done with a heckler. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's uh, that's better than a lot of people handle it because of course um, some of the shows that I've done, I'll see uh, hecklers like you know just spouting whatever at the comics and the comics they just destroy that person. Yeah. Where it's like even the comics don't want to be on the show anymore because something terrible just happened. Like. Me and you, we've done a decent amount of shows. You put me on a majority of the shows I've been on with you, which, of course, is awesome. Um, and there have been shows that me and you've done uh, where we're in a crazy loud bar. Yep. But we still had, like, the best time doing those shows. Like, yeah, yeah those shows have been very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, I have no clue if jokes are even allowed in this place because it's so loud. But, yeah. Fun, fun, fun shows, I would say. Love that. Like, you know, this is the thing, too, is if you don't handle it the right way, you can, you don't know who that person is sometimes. You know, I mean, I, I've, we had an open mic that um, got shut down because a, a comic went at one of the patrons that was, mm. um, I think the guy was leaving, actually. Okay. And he walked, but the, the, con, the mic was right by the door. Okay. And so as he walked past, the guy said something about him leaving. The guy shot back, and it turned into a nasty exchange. Um, Fuck. Instead of just leaving it alone, and turned out that person 
was like, I think, best friends with the owner. <laughs> Cardinal and, mistake. Yeah. And the mic was shut down shortly after that. Mm. You know, so it's it's all in proper handling. You know, I think that, you know, especially now when you see people throwing stuff at the comic and yeah. the comics getting jumped on stage. I mean, I think the thing to remember, especially for people that are even I mean, even people that have been doing it a while, but even the, the newer people that are coming in. Yeah. World's changing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the rules change and we're not invincible just because we're up there with a microphone. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I think we forget sometimes. You know? Yeah, that's true. It takes a little effort to get up on that stage sometimes, but sometimes we're not even on a stage. We're two feet away from yeah, for getting sure. our asses beat. So yeah, um, you know, I could see it being a thing where in the future maybe we have a glass enclosure. <laughs> we tell <James laughs> oh, right, why. like we're at the bank or some shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you uh do you think that the crowds um have like a like a hypersensitivity now compared to like what it used to be years ago? I think so. Because, like, we we can't say anything. Not we can't say anything, but, like, you have to be very, very smart in how you relay the information because they would turn on you in, like, a quick second. Yes. Yeah. I uh, This is embarrassing, but I messed up. Uh, I was at the North Carolina Comedy Festival a couple weeks. What, was it a month ago now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, shout out Jenny Stencil. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love Jenny. <laughs> and uh, it was... Um, this was what two weeks after the shooting in Florida, right? And I have a bit where I talk about my kid's haircut, and there's yeah. one line in that bit where I talk about you know because I'm I'm angry about the the haircut, and when I'm trying to describe how angry it is to, to give this visualization, like and I'm ranting, and at one point I'm like you know, my my kid's a good looking kid. When he left, you know he could have been in like in a boy band. When he came back, school shooter. Like and, yeah, yeah, but it's just that that one line, and I told myself because I didn't think about it when I had done it earlier that week, but it right. wasn't a problem. Yeah, but then I was thinking about it when I I went there, and in the back I was sitting there thinking to myself, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna do that bit, I'm not gonna do that bit, I'm yeah, not yeah, do that bit. Um, and I went out there and I did that bit, and <laughs> I was already into it. Yeah, yeah, and I just was like, oh fuck, what am I doing? You know, and um, some people cringed when right. I said it, but they still laughed, and I think they were cringing just because. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, they they laugh, and and that's that happens. But I do think that people get sensitive, and and you have to be careful. I mean, I have a, a thing that I don't do anymore, um, unless it's like a rowdy type of situation. But I haven't told this this bit in God at least two years about a buddy of mine that you know I'm picking on homophobes essentially. Yeah. But if you're not listening to me, it does sound like I'm making gay mm. jokes, but I'm not. You yeah. You have yeah. to hear the beginning of what I was saying and. Um, I, I had a, he, he made a comment. It's a real story about a guy that made a statement to me about his two week old newborn where he said, you know, I'm concerned because I think my, my kid might be gay. And I'm like, who the fuck would say something like that about it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So then I come up with these outlandish ways to tell. For sure. But the, the point of it is, is that I was, um, early in, right. And I was at dead crow. Yep. Um, and it's. You know, this lady was heard uh, by one of my, one of the other guys with me had said, you know, how can somebody say something like that about a baby? And it's like, I didn't say anything about a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. said anything about a baby. Yeah. And, and so I just, I realized and, and, you know, it just, it happened enough times to where, you know, I had to change it up. I, you know, I have to, there's bits that I have that I've had to change a line or two. Right. Just because of that, because somebody will get mad. I, you know, I said something about, um, 
I mean, you know the thing where I talk about Jesus on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And, you know, and I said, uh, you know, happy Easter, hashtag back in three days. And, and right, right. got mad. And she, she, I heard her say to her husband, she turned her back on me and she told her husband, don't laugh at his jokes. What? You know, and I looked at her and I think I made it worse, but I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry, too soon? <laughs> <laughs> and she... You know, just it, and so that's how it was for the rest of my set. Yeah, dude. And it, it was awkward and weird, but yeah, I totally agree with you. And I'm probably talking way too much, but that was. I uh, I have something similar. Um, typically, uh, the PetSmart joke. Mm. I enjoy doing that joke because part of it is kind of selfishness. That joke, a part of that joke, I like how I have. It's like a moment in the joke where everybody's like super into the joke when I first started out. And then I, then they turn on me, and then they fall in love all over again. That's my favorite part about doing that joke because it's so selfish. Because when I say the thing about the gerbil jump shots, everybody's like, "Oh, there's some people who are laughing their ass off." And then like I throw in like another line, I talk about like the guy who's like the owner or whatever. Yeah. Then everybody's back at the end, like, "All right, this guy's just fucking around." I was like that was the whole joke the whole time. Um, a lot of times there are jokes. Like kind of like what you said, you'll be in the rhythm of the joke and you'll forget about that one part because you've done that joke a thousand times. You just do like the line, you know, out of just memory. But yeah, I uh, I got a lot of, uh, in certain areas, I'll go and do certain jokes and I know they're going to bomb. But I'm going to do those jokes because nobody else is going to do those jokes. Yeah. And everybody gets like cute jokes when they go to certain parts of North Carolina. Like, oh, this is a joke about my dad that's very bland and there's nothing that's going to be provocative at all. I want to have a joke where everybody hates me, and then they have to talk to me after the show, like, oh, he's not an asshole. These are jokes. Yeah. So, I don't know. But everybody's <laughs> super sensitive, I feel like. Yeah, I, I think it's a thing, you know. Um, that's why I try to stay away from politics. Yep. You know, um, and, you know I don't really touch on religion. Yep. And um, Which is funny, because, you know, I do the, the comedy bus mm-hmm. in Raleigh downtown. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually made some people, because, you know, that's what history is, religion. And politics for sure and so i have to i don't have a choice yeah um and so you know i mean if, if i didn't it would just be a regular tour you know what i mean like they, there'd be no point in calling it a comedy bus. yeah um you know <clears throat> and i i had a lady get mad because this is you know back during um the uh the presidential campaign okay you know and i said something about uh actually it's back with hb2 yeah yeah and and one of the things, if you you know if you follow me on social media, I I stay away from. You can't really see which side of something I'm on. Yeah, exactly. when it comes to that stuff. And I, I may make a joke here and there, but it's nothing that's gonna be, um, unless I'm live tweeting. Uh, <laughs> something Trump's doing just because I can't stand him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'll clarify that you know it's not the politics. It's just you, I just don't like the guy. <laughs> yeah. His neck bugs me. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a saggy vag. Yeah. It's just there. I want to. I got a uh, a joke. I kind of been wanting to do. Speaking of that, yeah. it's like um, there's a joke. It's like I'm talking about like getting older. I was like, I don't mind getting old. I just want to have a young neck. <laughs> and then like I want to get into that a little bit more. Just because you brought that made me think about it. But yeah, I mean, I'm the same way on social media. I mean, my stuff is pretty much just ridiculous. I don't really. The only things that I'll comment on, uh, like on Twitter might be like the school shooting and shit like that yeah. i'm just like to me i feel like it doesn't matter what side of the alley you're on everybody has kids yeah it's still messed up yeah yeah so i don't know um you know and, and I, I think but on this i, I just i said something about hp2 mm-hmm. you know and, and um 
what I said was uh, I talked about how there's four churches on the corner uh, of, of the Capitol building. And I said, you know, there's a seven and like a, a one block radius. And I said, which, you know, when you're cranking out hits like HB2, it's probably not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was offended that I had said that. And as we continued on, she got more upset, more upset. And the thing about it is, is a lot of times I'm just saying things. Uh, and, and by the time we got towards the end of it, she was already pretty, pretty wound up. And it was weird. I didn't understand it. And, and I'm not trying to generalize here. I just, in this instance, and I guess at the time in my mind, and, and very much broad brushing in this thought, um, I couldn't understand why somebody who was a member of the LGBTQ would get offended that I would make fun of HB2. I, did, I didn't get that. Mm. And so it was very confusing gotcha, to gotcha. see how worked up this woman was getting because her girlfriend was laughing, you huh. know, and yeah. And, you know, she actually tipped me like 20 bucks. Fuck yeah. Which, yeah, which was awesome. And, and But the lady actually went on TripAdvisor and canned me. Really? Um, because, yeah, and it was, I know what it was that really set her over the edge because her, her girlfriend grabbed her and held her back. And, and to be honest, she was pretty stout. She probably would have whooped my ass. Uh, <laughs> she, she, uh, I, I don't know why I said this to this day, but we were at the graveyard. We were talking about yellow fever. And I said, and, you know, I asked if anybody knew what it was. And, and I don't know, again, I don't know what it was that made me do this, but I was like, and, and no, I'm not talking about that thing where white guys only dig Asian chicks. Uh, That's and, not even bad. And she flipped the hell out. Was and this an Asian chick? No, not even. Was no. it a white chick? Yeah. I'm so curious. Like, what? Why? I don't know. Maybe she didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was unaware. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It was very, um, it was very confusing, but yeah, she was, she still, she was like, oh, this motherfucker. And you know, her girlfriend grabbed her and pushed her back down in the seat and was just like, you need to chill. Really? And so now when I do those tours, you know, and I found a way to make it fun. So yeah, yeah. Last, you know, cause it is kind of a serious thing. Um, Definitely. you know, cause I, I want to give a disclaimer before people get on the bus and Definitely. I'm like, Hey, this is just so you know, you know, I'm like, there's, there's two things I found that piss people off very quickly when it comes to comedy. One is uh, politics. The other is religion. I'm like, you're on a history tour. Yeah. That's what history is, politics sure. and religion. So, you know, if you're going to get mad or in your feelings, two things you need to know. One, I don't give a fuck. Yep. And two, no, that was pretty much it. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and, you know, and, and people usually kind of, it breaks the ice and breaks the tension. And yeah. you know, now they know what to expect, you know. And uh, I'm blessed to say that I haven't had that issue since. Good. You've been doing the bus for a number of years now, right? Uh, yeah, I think I'm in my, I'm in my second year. Yeah, second year with them. Nice. Well, this will be my third third summer with them. Okay. So uh, it's a it's a it's a good uh, it's a good operation they have down there. I like what they're doing. It's uh, Tobacco Road Tours. Um, they've um, they've done a really they did do a really good job. You know, mm -hmm. um, Brad really cares about uh, the tour and, and making it a, a very good experience for everybody. Yeah. Um, I love being able to get on the bus and, and do it in between. So it, it gives me something to do in between uh, gigs, bookings. Yeah. Um, and you know, honestly. During the summertime, I mean, if I don't have anything booked, you know, I'd be totally fine with that, just doing the bus, because you get to meet really cool people, Yep. and uh, it gives you a chance to, to work on your platform, because I think what, what we need more than anything is, um, you know, comedy is a business. Yeah, it is. That's something you've taught me. I would probably say you, above everybody else that I've met in the Triangle, has taught me, like, the business side of stand-up. Um, because you'll take me out to shows you have, and you're just like, all right, this is when you do this. This is when you hand out your business card. This is when you go shake hands with everybody in the crowd. This is when you talk about your social media stuff. And I was like, okay. Just try to help. You know what <laughs> I mean? I just, I mean, all, all I really want to do, man, and, and, and where I'm at now is I just, 
anything I can do to help anybody. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who it is. And yeah, you know, I've really just gotten to a point where, you know, I feel like, um, that's, that's the biggest thing. I'm a very much a, a one, it takes a village kind of person. You yeah. Know, you want to see people succeed. And I realize that comedy is, it's a young person's game, not to sound like the old man on the hill, but, um, I realize that, you know, being a, a working father yeah. and, you know, I know that it's uphill for somebody like me mm. and I never really had an intention of trying to become a headliner or anything like that. And this is really, uh, I've been told this is a face more for radio. <laughs> and television, so. We are on a podcast, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, it's just it, I'm just one of those. I just want to help where I can, man. And and you know, thank you to you, nah, you man, know, for 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 that because I really appreciate that, man. It's it's at the end of the day, you know, if you can have an impact on even one person, man. It was it Wu Tang Clan used to say, "Each one teach one." Yeah. Um, you know, I can't rap, so. <laughs> well yeah uh, i mean you know that uh, the one time i did blow my lungs out and i sounded like method man so i just walked around mcdonald's that's, <laughs> that's where i worked at the time just busting method man freestyles <laughs> for sure like uh like um whenever i had it planned in my head i was gonna do the podcast i knew that i knew at least three people i was gonna have up here automatically i knew it was gonna be you um ngozi fucking gozi by the way uh <laughs> <laughs> um hey guys <laughs> yeah, yeah um and then um probably shoddy and my friend ryan ashley those are like the four people i was like these four people are gonna be up here if it's four episodes or four, 400 episodes um just because like as far as how you helped me like when tier when i first went to tier i signed up or whatever i think actually i sent you a message a week before because you had it was a booked open mic mm-hmm. so you could it wasn't sign up go up Mm-mm. just because uh which i like you made it so like you wouldn't see the same comment every single week yep. that way the crowd wouldn't get used to hearing stale jokes yep so i sent you a message i think the week before uh the mic which is funny because it's like right at three years ago because like my three-year anniversary is like april the 6th so wow. today would literally be like a week before that day, a week to that date or whatever. That's cool. So I sent you the message. You're like, yeah, you come out. I'll give you, I think it was three minutes. Yep. And uh, I come out to the mic. And like, I remember I was in the car and like, I was playing like some Childish Gambino song, like trying to get like jacked up for this three minute set I was about to do. <laughs> the first three minute set. I went up there. I did my set. And uh, I had a joke in there. It was like an offhand joke about being in the bathroom and somebody was looking at me using the bathroom, something I made up. Didn't get a laugh. Next comic up, Joe Perot. Oh, Joe fucking ripped me his first 35 <laughs> seconds of his set about this joke. That guy's awesome. Um, so yeah, definitely appreciate that. Like putting me up with that mic and then letting me host the mic um, and then putting me on some of your shows and stuff like that. That's helped me a lot. Because I, I learned how to host that way. Cause like I wasn't hosting at all. I was just like, oh, I'm hitting every single open mic. Then like I'll let you host this show. Um, I think that f- it was the benefit show at Tier and Yep. That was the first show that she let me host, and one of the biggest shows I hosted. Only being like maybe a a year in to stand up, I think. It's a good opportunity, man. You Fuck yeah. You try to work with other people because you know we get lucky when you're able to work with people like a like an Andy Forrester or even yeah. Kevin Kenner that. Or you know local guys that don't need to 
to help out with this type of stuff and, and yeah. those guys will come out and not only that but they'll sit and talk to you and they'll help you out you know and, and teach you things and it's a good opportunity to network you dude know? andy has the best laugh in the country <laughs> i love when andy laughs dude. yeah the it Gary- makes you feel like you did something yeah <laughs> i was um when i hosted for gary goldman at good nights like uh gary goldman was on stage doing his headliner set and i was like in the green room because i was like eating my food or something I heard somebody laughing so loud. I was like, Andy's here. I got up and walked out. <laughs> and like, I'm out there hanging out. And I see Andy at the show. I was like, dude, I knew you. He's like, how'd you know I was here? I was like, you laugh. I knew it was you. <laughs> that dude's awesome. He is awesome, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, but it's, it's the business side of it. And, you know, so with the, um, the bus, you know, you, it gives me a chance to try to build a local platform. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that I'm not really on a lot of local things, but, um, that's good though. It it does help to you know build a network from somewhere, and mm-hmm. you know it's cool because I, I do see some of the impact. You know, um, you know I, I have conversations. They're very interactive, uh, especially on Twitter. Yep. Um, you know, and and uh, I mean I'm on Instagram and I interact. I interact with everybody everywhere, but mm-hmm. you know um, it's it's cool because you see those people are local sometimes, and you know they message you or yeah, you know they they take an interest in you because hey I'm right here with you. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm I'm pretty open about my life for the most part. Yeah, uh, on on Twitter and Instagram and in Facebook, um, you know, and so it's cool because, you know, even though it is a business at the same time, it means a lot to me on a personal level. Yeah, you know, I I'm really appreciative. I'm appreciative of anybody just stopping just to say hey, even mm-hmm. if they say hey, man, I hated your shit. Yeah, you're not funny. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for stopping to talk to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. um, and that's, it just means a lot, man. It's, um, I think the best thing you can ever do for somebody, you know, is the simplest thing. And it's just take the time out of your day to say, Hey, and that same concept, you know, applies pretty much to anything. Yeah. You know, so what are we talking about? I'm sorry. Now I don't know. I got real, <laughs> I got real deep. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, God, Tuna Dog, man. That, that does make me sad. It was a great place. Mm-hmm. It was. When they went out, it was like, ah, oh, damn. You know, and that's not to say that, um, you know, I've been thinking about it, and it's it's a lot of work to run a mic, but uh, at the same time, I think that uh, I've had a couple places hit me up recently. You know, we could we could see Care for the Mondays bring something. Yeah. Um, because I do want to get some more projects up and going with mm-hmm. Care for the Mondays, so we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. I, um... <clears throat> I'll tell like a lot of like the newer comments. I say newer with quotes because like I know I'm like not like a sage person to give advice. But like I tell a lot of comics who like are starting out about like old mics that used to be around. Yeah. Like I tell them about like Tiernanog and places like that. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people will ask me like advice, like stand up advice. I was like, I don't have any advice. I was like, I can just tell you have fun, be as funny as you can. And that's pretty much the best advice I can give them. <laughs> I always tell people, uh, I am not somebody to give you advice. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Ask somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you ever do this? Like, uh, I feel weird about giving people tags a lot of times. I don't want them to feel like I feel like I'm better than them to give them a tag. I, I do that accidentally. Okay. Uh, because I get excited and I'm like, oh my God, this is a great idea. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'll hear it. Yeah. The, the downside is, is that with my ADD mind, I uh, forget half the shit before, you know, I even get a chance to get off stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's, 
that's the problem with that. But um, yeah, but I, I try. You know, and I look at them and I'm like, look, you know, I just I had an idea. This is how this is how I say it to people. I say, um, you know, I had an idea. Uh, feel free to tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't know me from Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know if you've even tried this before, but I was just thinking this might be funny if you added this into it. Yeah. And you know, I've been lucky so far. Nobody's told me to go fuck myself. Uh, right, <laughs> right. It's really unexpected. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And, you know, some people either take it or, or they don't take it, um, you know, but it's it's cool, too, because it's and I think the thing that's awesome about it is because, like I said, I just want to try to help, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I get a little too overzealous and, um, you know, but it's uh, I just I like when people do it to me. OK, you know, so I'm, I'm very much like a, uh, you know, doing to others type of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I you know, would want the assist if somebody <laughs> had it to give to me. So, right. Because I'll try anything, you know, at least one time. I mean. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, one of my bits where I took a line out and added another line that Megger gave me. And yeah. It doesn't piss people off. Right. And uh, which was really helpful for this last weekend. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. When I was down in Georgia. So uh, because if, if, if anything would have set the crowd off, it definitely would have been the line that I had to replace. Mm. So, you know, I didn't think it was offensive, but it's nice to be able to tell that bit and be 100% no matter what type of crowd I'm in front of. Yeah. Yeah. The, true. The chicken stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah so. How do you, um, so I know you do, you don't really do like a lot of local shows, which is a good thing. I was saying that earlier. I think it's a good thing because, uh, you've used the word oversaturated mm. to me. You're like, you don't want to be oversaturated in your scene. Yeah. You don't want to be the same person on every local show, mainly because I think you were kind of pointing out the fact that bookers will look at the type of shows that you do and kind of base it off of that. It, it's just a, it's a thing that, um. I mean, it's not that I don't want to to do those things. I, God, now I don't even know, and this is a negative, really, because I don't even know most of the new comics that are out there. Yeah. Um, you know, because everybody's kind of gone away from who was here when I started. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, of course, life gets in the way, too, from time to time. Um, now, for the next couple months, because of work scheduling and some other stuff coming up, I, I'm definitely going to be trying to get to these open mics and do as much local stuff. I mean, I've reached out to a couple people. Um, yeah. You know, but it's weird waiting from a response, you know, from a, somebody that just started, you know, either they don't know me from anybody, but yeah, for it's, sure. you know, um, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it works out, but you know, I mean, I'll be around for a couple of things, but yeah, it, it's based off of what, uh, Eric Yoder once told me, who is part of a, a well-known family of bookers. The yeah, for sure. Um, and he, he said to me, um, and it came across very negative, so I kind of try to put it in a more positive light. But it was essentially, you know, why am I going to keep coming? Why would I pay to come see you do something that I can watch you do every day? I can I can watch you anytime mm-hmm. for free. And how fast are you cranking out material that you know I need to come see you every week? Gotcha. You know how how how's that working out for you? And in in all reality. You know, and it's probably a bad thing as well, but I don't write new material enough to where I could do whole new sets every week. And these sets might only be like 10 minutes, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, you know, when I say, hey, I'm doing a show in Raleigh, I want people to come and get an experience. You know what I mean? I want yeah. people to be able to say, oh, hey, I finally got to see you, you know, because I, I have people local that, you know, ask me, hey, when's the next time you're doing something here, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, it'd be good to be able to give them me. Instead yeah. of me getting up there and just doing, you know, maybe some legit stuff that I would normally do and then some, some open mic work in between. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I think it just yeah, it, it can be a negative and it can be a positive. You're getting the stage time that you mm-hmm. need, and but I think too the other thing too that becomes a part of the the problem. And I'm saying air quotes with that. It's not that it's okay. a problem, but it's uh, I'm just too lazy to lift my hands. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, is that you know when when we tell people locally what we're doing, it's important to make sure that we're categorizing it properly. You hmm. know? Is it a show? Or is okay. it an open mic? Or what is it exactly? Yeah. You know, you always hear, and a lot of new people do this, and I did it. Everybody does it. You know, you say show. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's an open mic, yeah, call it open mic. I mean, there's no shame in that. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you're an open mic, you're an open mic. I mean, everybody open mics. You know what I mean? Like definitely. And you know, and it's not. There's that's not a negative thing, and it should never be taken that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's nothing to be gained from not going to them. If anything, you just get rusty. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's bit me in the ass before, and um, it's but people show up expecting a show if you say it's a show. Yeah, and Joe Public doesn't know the difference, so they show up and they mm-hmm. see twenty people, and they may be paid five or ten dollars to get in, to see you know twenty people get up there and you know talk about their deck or. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, I get that. Try out premises, which is what we do. Yeah. You know, and and um, yeah, they're pissed off because they think that this is a show mm-hmm. that I paid to see, and it, it it makes the scene look a little bad because then they start thinking this is what Raleigh has to offer. Mm. You know, they might not come back. Yeah, you know? that's um, true. Or they, they get up there and they hear unpolished, you know, motherfucker, and, you know, all these words that, you know, and I mean, I know a lot of times when I write something new, I cuss a lot in it. That's, yeah. you know, because, and then I go back and try to take the cussing out. Yeah. And, you know, it's a big difference between when you see something polished and when you don't. Right. You know? and, and with comedy, and I think you'll agree, a lot of people might agree that, you know, this is, was it Megert was telling me, I think this is like one of the only art forms that you have to display to the public in order the first before it's complete. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. complete it. Yeah. That's a fair point. I know um for me, whenever I'm doing jokes, whenever I'm like writing jokes, I'll um they're all written clean. Um all the jokes are pretty much written clean. The thing that'll happen is that I wanna some jokes like the joke might be clean, but it might be one word that I think can be a lot cleaner and like a crazier word. Mm-hmm. Like um, that was something that um, Caleb Elliott, who does stand up, um, he would tell me about like his joke writing process. He's like, yeah, um, sometimes what I'll do instead of like using profanity because he doesn't curse in his stand up. What awesome. he does <clears throat> is essentially he'll do um, more like impressions or act out of that anger that the cursing word might have. So that's something that I've been doing like the last few months or so since I heard him say that. Because he was like on the podcast, he said that, and like a light bulb went. I was like, oh, okay, I can definitely do that. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah, I guess sometimes I, I guess people in our scene aren't as cognizant of the fact that we're representing Raleigh comedy, not just like a guy doing stand up. Yeah. Because some people, most people who come to stand up shows, it's probably the first stand up show they've ever been to. And I, I don't ever think about that. I assume that everybody likes stand up. Yeah. But a lot of people hate stand up. Yeah, you know, or a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, stand up so great, oh, I love it," but they treat it like it's a. And I'm talking about just regular people. They treat it like it's a fad. You know, they go in phases. Yeah. You know, and, and um, it's they don't get it. You know, it's like it's like any type of private gig that you take. Um, you know, I had a guy that I did a private event. It was a family reunion uh, thing that they did. There's a lot of people. Anyways, um, (laughs) 
but it was you, you know, do interesting gigs dude a fan reunion fuck it yeah was, dude it was, it was <laughs> awkward to say the least yeah um because i was getting heckled but the guy heckling me was the guy that paid me to be there uh and that was that was the second half of it but yeah the, the thing about it was is that you know this guy wanted me to do um an hour and i told him i said oh that i'm not the comedy for you because i don't have an hour yeah you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honest about what i can do mm. um you know anybody can sit there and say oh i have an hour yeah uh, but you know, when you do something like that, you take the chance of hurting your name mm-hmm. and, um, really pissing people off, you know, and, mm. and, and you don't want that. Um, I want to get, I want to get work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't try to exaggerate, um, you know, my abilities. And, um, so with, with this guy, you know, I said, look, you know, you, you need more like a headliner. Like, okay. I can give you about 30 minutes. And he said, well, because what he needed was two 30-minute sets. One clean, okay, because there was going to be kids there. And then the other one needed to be um, whatever you want. Yeah. And I said, so a lot of my stuff, I can take the cuss words out, and it'll still be fine. Uh, it's suitable for kids. And I said, um, that's not a problem. But then he said, um, he said, do what you want. I said, so I'll probably end up doing the same material in the second set, some of the same material. And he said, it's fine. You know, he said, you know, if that's what you want to do. And I said, honestly, I, I'm still not comfortable with this. I said, but what I can do is, I'll tell you what, I can give you the Cure for the Mondays. I gave him the Cure for the Mondays website. Mm-hmm. I said, look at the comics on there. Yep. I said, uh, you know, if you don't find anybody on there, I can hook you up with somebody else. Right. I said, um, you know, but I have other people that I associate with that would be more suited for what you're looking for. Right. I was right. Just very honest with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, because you need, you know, again, this guy needs a headliner. I was like, and, and furthermore, I was like, you know, for the price that he had, which I mean, it was a good chunk of change. And I'm sure there were some people that headlined that would have done it. Yeah. I said, but you know, anybody that's going to call you and tell you that they have 60 minutes that they're just going to do for the, and I mean, you know, that might not be enough. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and, and I was like, just be wary. Ask for a tape, you know, or something like that. Like I was trying to educate the guy because he was yeah. just ready to fly off the cuff. And ultimately what ended up happening was he booked me because he liked my honesty. Okay. Um, I made it through the set, which was fine. I actually was surprised. I pulled out a lot of older stuff that mm-hmm. I hadn't done in a very long time and um, was able to do some crowd work, which, you know, God knows that saves so much sometimes. Um, but it was it was just one of those things where um, you have to educate people sometimes. They just don't know yeah. any different. You know, It's the same thing with the people you meet somebody and say, oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. Uh, yeah, you know, all right, yeah, okay. So if I was a farmer, you want me to fucking grow a tomato while I'm standing here? Like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's you know, people just you have to educate them sometimes because they don't know. They ask you for these things when you do these events, and you know, um, I mean, even though I pulled that off, mm-hmm. it's not something that I would do, and I would still tell anybody to this yeah. day. I can't do that for you. Yeah, you wouldn't do that type of gig on a regular basis, I saw. No. Okay, gotcha. No, 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 no. Just because, you know, again, you got to be honest with yourself and what you can do. Yeah. Did I do it? Was it successful? Yeah. Shit, this weekend I pulled it off. But again, that's not something I'd be looking to do with any regularity. Right. So let me uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, when you're doing your booking, because so, most of the gigs you do, I'll probably say 80 to 85% of the books you do are out of town, out of state. Um, how do you pull off getting those gigs? Are you using like gig salad or anything like that? Uh, which avenues do you use to do those? Uh, gig salad and, uh, networking. Okay. Um, networking is so, so important. Uh, every show that you do, you want to try to hand out a card. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, you know, 
doesn't matter how you feel. A lot of times I see comics at the end of a show, um, you know, and I, I give, I give, you know, friends, people I'm friends with, I give them shit about it sometimes and I'll be like, get off your ass and let's go talk to people. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, because, and, and, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it cause I'm afraid of people, you know what I mean? Gotcha, like, gotcha. I, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not easy for me to talk to people. Right, right. Um, I'm wildly socially awkward, which some people don't get that. Um, but that's oftentimes, you know, if you see me out at like an open mic or something, I'm in a corner somewhere, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. if I have a hood, I'd, I'd put it on sometimes just so Definitely. people can't see me. Um, it's, it's my cloak of invisibility that makes me feel secure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's just because, um, it's, but I have to force myself to, to do that, you yeah. know, and, and to talk to people and, and get out there and, and, you know, again, I'm blessed because God knows I've met some amazing people when I get out there and I do that. Yeah. Um, met a few crazies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> For sure. They're out there. Why, that's why I took my number off my card. <laughs> that's what I got to do. Yeah. I got to take mine off my card. <laughs> Thank God for Vistaprint, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't even get me started on the set that I did where I totally forgot my website. Uh, no. GMJustComedy.com. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I promote plus. Please do. No, but, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I stand there and I say, thanks for coming and, you know, and hand them cards and, you know, um, yeah, I do have merch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. uh, questionable as to whether or not I should, I don't know. It just depends on, I guess, who you are, mm-hmm. uh, and how you feel about me. But, um, you know, and, and sometimes I bring that with me and sell that off too and ask people that if you buy something, you know, wear it and tag me. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's the big thing, but you have to force yourself to do that. And that's what's led to me being able to get some of these gigs and, mm. you know, some of the hosting gigs and you take the free ones, take the ones where you don't get paid. Yeah. You know, um, if it's something legit, you know, my first feature spot came from a guy named Mark Evans okay. who was at uh, the comedy zone in Clayton back when it was laugh out loud. And it was for another guy named Kurt Green, who mm-hmm. was another headliner out of Georgia. And he is both of those guys. Awesome. Um, Kurt continued, I stay in touch with him when I can. And, uh, you know, he's blessed me with a few more opportunities and it all started from that. You mm. know, and I hosted Mark enjoyed it. And he said, Hey, can you do that for 20 more minutes? And at the time I thought that I could, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? And so I said, yeah. And you know, it, it worked out well, but uh point is, is that you, you take what you can and try to make the best out of it. And I know when I was at Laugh Out Loud, every comic that came through, I tried to talk and pick their brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the, the thing I loved about working with a promotion, because, and this is no disrespect to an A-club yeah. uh, whatsoever, but some people only clamor to go to an A-club because they see people that, oh, this person was on TV, or this person has credits. Mm-hmm. Whereas a place like a Comedy Zone in Clayton... Maybe they don't get somebody that has big credits. Maybe they get people that weren't in a movie. Right. But these people have been headlining for years. Yeah, like decades. Like yeah, yeah. You know, like take like a, a Julie Scoggins. Well, she's she's probably got more notoriety than a lot of, of people. But you know, take take them, take a, a Frankie Paul or take a. I mean, some of these guys are you know been doing it a long time. They're very talented. They're very funny. Um, you know, Pedro Lima was huge. A guy out of uh, Orlando, in that this guy is headlining. He traveled up there with his family. He works a day job at the time. You know, he had a full-time job. He gets yep. off. He, he brings his family on a trip to Clayton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Jeez. And, uh, you know, they, they stayed at the hotel. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that was like a punishment or something. But, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, he, he brings him up there with him, and he does his gig. But, you know, this guy has been doing it for a long time. You've never heard of him. You right. know what I mean? But this guy was incredibly funny. Yeah. And, you know, he just... 
you get to see the real side of it, which is, you know, not everybody gets on TV. Yeah, yeah. And these guys have life experience that's going to be a little different and a lot more realistic, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? For most comedies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, in my mind, comedy is kind of like how, you know, when you wanted to be an NBA player when you were in middle school or high yeah. school. And maybe you were on the high school basketball team, you mm-hmm. know? And then maybe you go to college. But how many people get drafted out of college? You know, how many people actually make it? How yeah. many people get to a, a, a you know, Division One school? Yeah. You know what I mean? To play ball. So, you know, and even if you do, what are the chances you're even going to be a star player? You know, how you mm. know you're not going to be like a Scott Cherry. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you ride yeah. the pond, man. I mean, I heard he did good over in Europe, but still. You know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so, you know, getting to, to be around people like that, no, I didn't get paid for it. And, and, but it paid off in the end. For sure. Because it helps you learn. And, and I think that's the best. And um, it really helped me to, to see what was important. And I, I attribute a lot of that to, to the humbling, if you will, uh, coming out of that phase. Because yeah. You know, when you see what what potentials out there, and you see how hard these people are working, and you realize that you don't know shit. Yeah, dude. You know, and that that's what I needed. That's what a lot of people need sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing one of the things that has been uh, interesting about our dynamic is you put me in contact with a lot of comics who I call road dogs, people who have been doing stand up for fifteen to twenty five years. They got bookings uh, month in month out, at least twenty five, thirty shows a month. But nobody's heard of them before. But yet they're probably making 55, 60 grand a year doing stand up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, was it the Sinners and Saints, those guys? Patrick Jolly and uh, Matt Lumpkin? Those guys, you know, I know they did really well on theirs. They, they imparted some knowledge, um, you know, and, and uh, booking your own stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it was a lot of what they were doing and routing and so important. I mean, there's so much to know. And I still don't know. Mm-hmm. shit uh you know i mean it's so much to learn um but you know it can be done if you have the, the discipline to do it and find people that you know really you vibe with to go and, and you know I don't, I don't know i think it's important heck yeah so what's uh let's do this yeah what is your biggest stand-up struggle story wow uh <laughs> Which one to choose? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I was like, do I talk about the cancer joke I told at a benefit for cancer? Uh, not realizing it was a joke about cancer? Or do I... <laughs> what? Oh, that happened. Uh, or do I... You know what? Um, <laughs> I did a wedding once. Okay. And I, I took... You know, I don't wear my glasses on stage. Um because normally I can see. Mm-hmm. And um, God, this isn't even the worst one. It's pretty bad, though. But I, I said, you know, at one point I was talking to the crowd and everybody was eating mm-hmm. while I was up there. And the microphone was just staticky. Um, and uh, the um, at one point, just to, to check in, I was like, you know, you, ma'am, and the, the white. Well, Everybody was wearing white. <laughs> it was a white. And I couldn't see anything else about this lady descriptively to be able to, because was, she was too far away. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, shit. So like, you know, 10 people are staring back at me, not knowing who I'm talking to. And I'm like, crap. Uh, <laughs> that, that was awkward. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a, an event with a, a Jewish society um, where uh, the microphone was going in and out. Both mics were going in and out. Mm. And 
Um, I was telling a bit uh, where I, I talk about a guy that thinks that Helen Keller and Anne Frank are the same person. And um, no, yeah, you yeah, did that joke. I did that joke. And which is, <laughs> it's, it's, but the thing about it was, is um, I didn't realize the mic was going out. During yeah. That specific oh no and so when i'm talking about you know you know you know she uh (laughs) you know she uh i'm like wait helen keller and you know he's like yeah man you know the girl she lived in the attic with her folks (laughs) she kept a journal like you know (laughs) and uh my mic's going out during this and and some of the the, these older people these are a lot older people yeah uh, it's like a retirement community and, and they're looking at me and i see a couple of them their faces are just dropped and staring at me and i'm like What's happening here? Because yeah. you know, normally it gets a good, good pop, and um, it it didn't dawn on me until after somebody told me that the mic had gone out, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh great! So now they think I'm anti-Semitic. This is awesome." Oh my god! Because I think it popped in like at key points, like the wrong key points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like oh my god! <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, here I am in front of this this Jewish society, you know. Talking about you know a cultural icon, <laughs> I'm over here going, yeah, yeah, she freed the slaves on the Underground Railroad, and, you know, because they wanted to take them camping, and you know, and I'm just, oh god, it was so bad, and, 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 and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, I did a, a wedding once with Matt White, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean he's a uh, you know, super, super awesome guy. We used to do some stuff together uh, back in the day. And uh, he, um, we went to do this, this anniversary. And I've learned that music and comedy typically don't mix. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something where music is involved, it's probably better if you go first. Yes, for sure. And I had told her that when she booked us. She booked us a year in advance. And she said, no problem. We show up a half an hour early. We show up about 6.45 maybe. Okay. 7 o'clock. And um, we thought we were going up first. They put us up at like 9.45 is when I went up. Mm-hmm. This is So this is over two and a half hours later. And over the course of this time, they did gospel music mm. and preaching. It was like being at church. Oh, my God, dude. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to go up here and do what exactly yeah like, and, and so i went up there and i ate it so hard i mean when i say i ate it hard this is this was probably the biggest bomb next to not seeing the light and being stuck on stage for an extra three minutes when i didn't have three minutes <laughs> uh because <laughs> i didn't know where the light was i forgot to ask that, that was back when i was near but yeah they're like why isn't he getting on stage and i'm like why isn't anybody lighting me uh <laughs> um, but uh <laughs> But this was this was probably the worst. Uh, I God, I wanted to quit so bad after this. Um, and I remember being up there. I'm doing my set, and the crowd. First off, the crowd was nowhere near the stage. The crowd was probably a solid fifty feet away from the stage. Mm. Um, and I tried to do a little bit of crowd work, and I was saying something about guys, and I looked at this woman who was sitting next to her husband, and I said something to her, and he looked at me, and he did that finger to the throat thing, and went. Really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go over here. Like, you know, like I just, <laughs> and, uh, you know and, and I think people weren't really getting some of some of the stuff that I was saying, you know, like, yeah. like I, I did do that Helen Keller and Frank thing. Yeah. And somebody shouted out, that's not Helen Keller. I'm like, I, I realize that. That's why it's funny. Yeah, it's a uh, joke. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, somebody started playing cricket sounds on their phone. What? 
Yeah, the, what? The, the band that was coming up next was on stage behind me tuning up their instruments while I was up. This, I mean, I was eating it so hard. Jeez, dude. It was painful. And, um, you know, and I couldn't cuss. I had yeah. to keep it clean. Yeah. I had to, you know, and that's what we were being paid to do. And, you know, and I did what I was paid to do, but it killed me. And, um, and I'll never forget because Matt goes up there. They put him up like maybe a half an hour later. Yeah. And he goes up there and just does his regular stuff. And he crushed it. But when it was over, yeah, um, she comes up to us and she was like, she looks at him and she goes, you cussed. And looks at me and goes, he cussed. I told y'all not to cuss. Like, <laughs> and it was it was funny just because you know it was just like it was what do you do because it, he he and I would have done the same thing if I had gone yeah. you know when he went instead because somebody had to take the hit you know yeah and, yeah. and uh, he he was like up there and he was talking about he was like um, he made a comment about the R and B singer that went up before him and he said you know something about uh, he's like I know there's some wet seats in here now. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this lady said, keep it classy. And he was like, lady, keep it classy. He was like, I've been standing in that corner over there for two and a half hours. He said, what I said, trust me. He was like, I've heard way worse things going on in the discussions at your tables. He was, <laughs> he was like, so don't come at me like that. He said, plus, I saw what y'all did to the last guy that was up here. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He was like, my man over here playing cricket sounds on his phone. He was like, y'all got the band tuning up instruments over here. <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's a. You got murdered twice in one night. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I got on stage again after that for like another like three months. I really? Was, yeah. I was. I was like, I need time off. Yeah, I got you, dude. That's a that's a solid struggle story. I. Uh, <laughs> we'll end on this. I'll let you give everybody your social media. And uh, your website and all that. So you can go ahead and shout that stuff out. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, uh, so on Twitter, at JM Just Comedy. And uh, Instagram, at JM Just Mike. I made one that said, at JM Just Comedy. But I forgot the password and forgot that I had created it to begin with. Smooth. So I don't know how to get the name back. Anyways, um, and then at JM Just Comedy on Facebook, too, if you type that in. And then my website uh, is at jmjustcomedy.com. Always open to feedback. Always uh, looking for uh, interaction. So really, you know, and if you follow me, I'll follow back, at least on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is really more just about me posting random stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have an album of me and a Care Bear onesie, so you should definitely check that out. For sure. So, yeah, it's hot. It's that heat right there. It's a St. <laughs> Patty's Day Lucky Bear edition. Right. What's your, uh, what's your email address for bookings? Oh, uh, <laughs> jm at careforthemondayscomedy.com. Anything else you want to shout out before we end it? Uh, you know what? Just I appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it means a lot. And um, you know, thank you to everybody that um, has always been so helpful. I, I really appreciate it. And um, you know, if there's ever anything that I could do for anybody listening, please, by all means, reach out. Um, you know, it takes a village. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ratchet. Let's end it. This is the part where you bark. Fair enough. There it is. All right. We're out of here.